Happy Friday, folks, and welcome into the Natty State Six Pack. Curtis Wilkerson, Andrew Ellis here from the studio, and it is, I mean, just a perfect, perfect, perfect day in Fayetteville. It feels like spring, Andrew, and, and apparently it's coming early, thanks to my guy, Puxatomi Phil, for seeing his shadow. Um, although, listen, man, like I, I will say, I think it's kind of BS that the groundhog gets its own day. It's very low on my power ranking of, of furry creatures. Like, I would go, you know, beaver, because... You want a beaver day? I want a beaver day. Yeah, that's number one. I mean, the platypus, I think, is underrated. Hedgehog, it's versatile. We Hedgehog know what Sonic's is better, capable yeah. of. Yeah, they could have made the, Sonic the, the guy for it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like even the gopher, I think, has more redeeming qualities than a than a groundhog. But you know, whatever. If he decides when spring starts and winter ends, then cool. How did you pronounce that guy's name? Puxatomi Phil. I saw that word on the internet this morning, and I I, I was not familiar with his name. I don't know why. Okay. I'm, I'm, I knew about the groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> but li- literally, I was like just kind of scanning the internet to make sure we didn't miss anything crazy for the show. And I was like, who the- why is Puxatomi Phil? Who is this guy? <laughs> and then I saw the video of him like holding up stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that's that guy. I don't know why this was the first year. I'm 26. This is the first year I've actually seen that guy, the dude that does the groundhog check. I did not realize he had a name. I- maybe I'm just stupid here. It's a weird big deal. And I don't know how they get him to come out of his hole. Does he wear a suit or does the guy who's waiting for him to come out of his whole wear a suit. I should have done more research on know. this, but it's I mean, an interesting deal. I was, I, I was, I enjoyed learning about it this morning, but I've, yeah. I've heard of like, I remember when I was a kid and I'd come to school on Groundhog Day and people would be like, oh, he saw a shadow, more, more winter. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like I just never really like questioned who it was they were referring to. I didn't realize, has it been the same guy the whole time? I don't know. I mean, this has been probably like a <laughs> you centuries old Tony thing. Phil, so. like, whenever you said it, I was like, oh, so everybody knows who this guy is. Like, yeah. I well, like, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it is the groundhog. You know that, right? Like, it's the actual That's animal. the name is the ground, of the yeah, groundhog? Yeah, they named the groundhog okay. Puxatomi Phil. But, they but just, there's, there's like a dude, I'm pretty sure, that's yeah. like in a suit, and he's waiting for him to come out. He probably has the a guy, monocle the or guy something. That's the video, I don't know if you saw the video I saw, he was like holding it up like they had just uh, yeah. captured the groundhog. Like, he was like, we yeah. found it. It was like Osama Bin Laden, man. It was crazy. It's kind of, <laughs> it was it's like, kind of wild. Yeah, I was it's, really like, I thought it was an execution for a second. I and was that, really and, worried. But you know, that's a good point. Like, that's probably why it's Groundhog Day, because you couldn't, you couldn't do that to a beaver. You get smacked, no. man. Well, it has to be in the ground. Couldn't catch the hedgehog he's too fast so yeah i've seen i've seen sonic move he moves quick yeah i think we're on he collects those there. rings quick anyway this wasn't part of the six pack but it was yeah, a good really I, one of our things. <laughs> <laughs> we do we do have a lot to talk about uh i mean we gotta start with this <laughs> this alabama business like you think we have a gambling problem how about the dude that cost brad buchanan his career by being a dumbass uh it's just such an interesting, interesting situation happened last year, but you know all the details yeah. have kind of come out now. Just I, I wanted to tee you up on this because I know you're passionate about this entire ordeal. Yeah, man. Also, I want to issue a public apology to uh, one of our loyal listeners, mm. Addison. Y'all know y'all familiar with Addison? Yeah. She's always coming. Yep. Uh, well, she commented yesterday on the John Neighbor show that it was Luke Holman was the pitcher who went to who now is at LSU. And for some reason, I just didn't remember that being the case. I mm. could have swore it was there. They had a different ace that uh, last year. But I guess it was Luke Coleman, who now, crazy enough, literally is going to be like the ace of LSU this year. He almost went to Arkansas, uh, came on a visit to Arkansas. And uh, so that's it's kind of hilarious in hindsight that not only <laughs> was Brad Bohannon insider trading on his own team, he was pulling a starting pitcher who is now at LSU, and Brad Bohannon's never coaching again, again, because his buddy is an idiot. Curtis, do you have it pulled up, the statement? I, I don't have the statement pulled Dude. up. I am familiar with the details. So this just for, for those that didn't hear this story, I mean, obviously, Brad <laughs> Bohannon, head coach of the baseball team at Alabama, he got fired in the middle of the year last year because they started circling back, and everyone found out that he had let this guy know 
on some betting stuff and told his buddy to hammer LSU because their starting pitcher was out, even though that hadn't been announced yet. And so he's texting his buddy like, hey, get this bet in and let me know when I can tell LSU. That right there, sketchy. Bad. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be Brad Bohannon. You don't want to be the guy getting the text. Like, that's we really we make jokes about gambling a lot, but like that's not good. The guy went to the the guy who texted went to the sports book to try to place this bet. And he tried to place a one hundred thousand dollar bet. They said, Hey, no, our limit is fifteen thousand. So the guy thought it would be a good idea to say, No, 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 guys, for real, you gotta let me get this bet in. I know it's going to hit. If y'all knew what I know, y'all would let me place this bet. And the sports book, who at this point is extremely convinced that this guy is sketchy, they're like, "Hey, we're uh, we're not going to accept this bet, man. Like, we could just feel like there's we have reason to believe that this is weird. This is raising some red flags. You know, we're just not going to accept this." So this idiot <laughs> says, "I got one last chance. I'm going to pull out the text messages from the Alabama head baseball coach. I'm going to say, look, oh, the coach texted me, guys. Man. I'm not sketchy. I just have a text from the, the head coach saying that their starting pitcher they announced is not pitching." Mm. That's when they got in trouble, Curtis. That was it. And uh, poor, I mean, I don't want to say poor Brad Bohannon because he's an idiot who yes. was betting against his own team, by the way. And look, I said on this very program that, like, oh, everybody cheats and everybody does all this stuff. And, like, we, you know, we shouldn't do this. This is one thing I know for a fact Dave Van Horn would not do. Like, we can, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying Dave Van Horn is a perfect man who's never made a mistake. He would not bet against Arkansas and tell his buddy to bet against Arkansas and lie about the starting pitch. I mean, it's just a very sketchy thing to do. <laughs> and now that that now that Luke Holman is at LSU, which thank you, Addison, for uh, being being right. And it, it took a, a it took me being a good man to come in here and admit that. But uh, stand up guy, Andrew Ellis. Now it kind of makes me think like if we see Brad Bohannon at an LSU game this year. That's going to really, like, piss me off. Like, I hate yeah, this guy now. Man. And if anyone's right. remembering, Brad O'Hannon was at Arkansas, like, two weeks before that happened Acting and got fool. ejected and mocked the fans and did the fake whooping suey. <laughs> so you want to talk about karma. Yeah. You mocked the hog call. Not only do you get fired, you have the dumbest friend in the world. And I do mean that. He is the dumbest friend in the world. It's a tough one. Yeah. And now he's got the 15-year show cause where if he does get hired, he can't coach an NCAA game for the first five years. Like, his ceiling now is like leading a team to the Little League World Series. I mean, it's just that's he kind of weird. The Sean Payton thing, you know, when he would coach that Little League team and then they yeah, made man. a really weird Kevin James <laughs> Netflix show about it. Exactly. That's what he'll do. So yeah, tough, tough scenes there. Um, yeah, whatever. Maybe he'll be a stowaway somewhere. I I don't know, but uh, his buddy, damn. Maybe when we get Keishon Butte in on the gambling show, we can get uh, Brad Bohannon in. Exactly. We can just all get all the disgraced degenerates out. I think it's only right. I want to hear from I, his buddy, dude. His buddy is an absolute moron. We need to find that guy. <laughs> I'm not sketchy. I just here here I have proof that I'm sketchy. I'm not yeah. sketchy. <laughs> Except my bet. Exactly. You, by the way, when you're trying to place a bet at a sports book, don't convince them that you're going to win. They don't want you to win. Like that's they're not going to help you live your dream. That's not what the casino and sports books do. Yeah, it's not how this works. They are not Yeah, <laughs> you telling them I know it's going to hit is more incentive for them not to let you yeah. place it. I don't, I don't understand. Although I need somebody on the inside to start giving me that kind of information because I mean Killed on the best. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk about that in the game. Any baseball show. coaches that want to hit us up, baseball season's coming up. Jeez, Send man. us the text, and I promise you we will not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you I will not do that. Exactly. All right, we're one down. Moving on. Uh, Dave Canales, the, the new head coach, I don't know how familiar you are with the name, of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he was not the OC for the Bucks all. last year. Young guy. All right, cool. This dude's story is wild. Uh, Andrew, so wild, in fact, that he literally has a book that he co-authored with his wife, um, about his secret life. And I think he's only 42 years old, but 
this dude's been through it, man. He was a drunk. He was a porn addict. He was a narcissist, like a diagnosed narcissist. He cheated on his wife a month before they got married. It's just this entire wild ordeal. And him and his wife, which, hey, good on them. Like, they're they're still together. But they wrote this book together about, you know, kind of the turmoil that it caused in their marriage. They wrote uh, it together. That's, that's good. <laughs> that, yeah, wild, man. Co-authored. I, I, I feel like if I did all that shit... I don't. I don't feel like Michelle would be a book. About a book. It. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that would happen. It's crazy, man. And so, you know, cleaned himself up, got his act together, found God. You know, all those things. Good. Glad you figured things out. Uh, but man, like he's just been falling up and up and up since that time. Like he was a he was a position coach for the Seahawks for like twelve years. And while all this was going on, he published the book while that was happening. And then it's been like a year or maybe eighteen months. Yeah. And in that time, he's gone from position coach with the Seahawks to, you know, the OC for the Tampa Bay Bucks to head coach of the Carolina Panthers. So, um, guys, you want to advance <laughs> in your career, just quit watching porn. Quit watching. And write a book with your wife. Quit watching porn, put down the sauce, and find Jesus. Yeah, and you'll a, get where you want to go in life. One. Yeah. You know, I really hope <laughs> I really hope that the assistant coach of my high school baseball team is not listening because I'm about to tell a story about the assistant coach of my high school baseball team. Let it fly. So I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I just remember one day when I was in college scanning Facebook and seeing this long post, and he posted this long thing about, I am a sinner, I have mm. committed adultery, I did not cheat on my wife, but I have in, I have dabbled in point art, and he's wrote this long thing <laughs> about I'm cleaning up my act and all that. And I think when you said he co-wrote it with his wife, when I saw... I'm not going to say the coach's name, but when I saw that Facebook post years ago, and when I hear that, I hear the same thing. And we've all been in relationships where we would get it. When you mess up, you have to kind of, you have to just do whatever whatever your spouse says. That's that yeah. sounds to me like a, a their their wife was like, hey, this is what we're doing. Yes, and you're going to do it, and this is you know I'll forgive you, but this is what we're doing. And Lisa Dave Canales, it worked out. Uh, my high school baseball coach ended up getting fired uh, a couple years later for Damn. calling a black kid a monkey. <laughs> Oh, real life. It's a real life thing. Yeah, you that can't happened. do that. <laughs> it's a real life thing that happened. Yeah. You um, can't do that. You, so, can, uh, maybe, you can be a porn addict. You can be a drunk, but you, you can't cannot, do that. You cannot. And well, he made <laughs> he made this kid carry a cinder block and sing a rap song. I'm not kidding. No, that's a real. That, I wasn't planning on telling this story. He made him. It was jump. It was a jump man. Jump man. Jump man. Jump man. <laughs> he was because he was he got in trouble for listening to music in class, and so he was like, "Oh, you think it's funny? You think it's funny? Won't you carry this cinder block?" around the baseball field and then the principal asked if he did it he asked me point blank and i was like yeah he did it <laughs> he, Dude, he, that's tough man I, I really did not plan on ranting about this baseball coach today but he did also watch porn and get in trouble by his wife and had to make a statement that's the point here well done don't watch porn and if you do you will advance in your career how like what qualifies a person as a porn addict is it the volume of porn or the type of porn like, do you, like, get into hentai, and then it's like, damn, I got a problem? Or Here's is the it... real answer, Curtis. Okay. When it ruins your sex life with your wife. Fair enough. Yeah, That's that when it sense. happens. Yeah. When it, that's when it becomes an issue where yeah. it's like, oh, you know. She we don't have to knew. get into the science of it. Yeah. But he's, I think. He's not, he's not doing the things he used to do. Um, he's asking me about some weird stuff. He's he's got an issue. Right. Then he got confronted. I think that's probably yeah. what happened. Or they found the you know found the uh, the external hard drive full of crazy stuff. When you when you're dro- rolling by the parking, you see a couple monkeys going at it, and your husband is all of a sudden m- making a beeline for the bathroom. That's when your husband has yeah. a porn addiction. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> when he's got his hand but. in his pocket at the park, that's when your husband has a porn addiction. <laughs> at the park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
<laughs> Are we two down yet? Good Friday so far. Yeah, we're two down onto the third. A um, lot more light topic here. <laughs> yeah. Joel Embiid, he's hurt again. Um, and so that stinks because, you know, he's yeah. he's putting together another MVP caliber season. Probably wouldn't matter anyway, though, because of this rule in the NBA where, you know, you, you got to play in at least 65 games to be eligible for these major awards. Um, this is this is very, very interesting, and it becomes more interesting by the day. What say you, Andrew? So it's it's fascinating. So, one, if you look at Joel Embiid's stats, so last year he was the MVP averaging 33, 10, and 4 with just under two blocks per game. This year he's averaging 35, 11, and six, almost six assists, 5.7 assists, which for a center is crazy. It's nuts. Um, and his turnover rates haven't – his turnovers haven't really gone up. His blocks have gone up. And his steals have gone up. He's averaging a career high in blocks and steals. A lot. It's not a career high in blocks, but it's better than he's had the last few years. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's only played 34 games and he's missing this weekend. He's going to be out for a little bit. Yeah, seems like he's got a meniscus right? injury, which yeah. now seems a little bit more legit. For a while, it seemed like he was just resting, which was weird because it was like, dude, you're going to end up losing this. Right. Here's, here's the funniest he got, like, four, part about four, it. Curtis. Three or four games left that he can miss, right? Yeah, so. I don't know the exact number. Okay. You have to play 65, and so I guess he's played 34. I don't know how many how many Philly has left. I think he's but. missed 13 or 14, I think is what I saw. But anyway. Gotcha. So you can miss, I guess, 16, 17? Yeah, after, yeah, after 17, I think gotcha. you're screwed. So, yeah. I mean, by the end of the weekend, he will be running real low, and then he's going to have to play two months straight or whatever. That's if this meniscus is fine. Here's my problem with it, Curtis. So look, Joel Embiid, those numbers I just read to you, if if he if he plays a full season, clearly an MVP caliber season. Sure. Coming off of a year where he wanted and he even won up to stats, so it makes sense. Uh no other like clear candidates, even though there's some guys having good years. I've seen a lot of players like outraged about this. Like they're like, oh, it's complete BS. Like Draymond Green, who is the biggest asshole of all time, came to his defense <laughs> and was like, Yeah, it's messed up. You know, I think you shouldn't have to do the 65 game. Curtis, I I, I did the math on this. 65 out of 82, that is just under 80%. That's about 79.2%. I don't think that's a crazy parameter for, for like, playing games. Yeah, you should play in 80% of the season if you're going to be the most valuable player in the league. Exactly. If you miss miss 25% of work at any job field, you're not winning employee of the month. I'm just no, telling yeah, you right yeah, now. Probably gonna miss out on that. You're not one. winning you employee the of the year mug. either. Like, yeah. and that nor should. And look, it's fine if you can't come into the office and be like, "But yeah, but when I was here, I was cooking." <laughs> yeah, like, right. yeah, and that's what Joel Embiid was doing. But it's like, yeah, 65 games. Like, that's not that crazy for an 82 game season. Sure. And I get it. Like, we've we're, we've learned now with injuries that not everyone has to like playing 82 games is unrealistic. Like, we shouldn't be asking these stars to do that. But I don't know, man. I, I'm like. I'm not full on boomer where I'm like they should never rest, but I'm like, you should have to play 80% of the season to win the MVP. Like that, I just, it feels like a no brainer to me. But yeah, it is kind of crazy that someone is going to win MVP due to Joel Embiid missing too many games. Uh, yeah, and whoever it is is going to be. I mean, it's going to be like Tatum averaging 30 and seven or something like that. Uh, do you remember he he didn't win Rookie of the Year because of a similar thing? Right. Because yeah, uh, he Malcolm only played Brogdon. like 34 games or yeah, something. Malcolm yeah, Malcolm Brogdon won Rookie of the Year averaging like nine and four. Yeah, and he he averaged 20 and eight. Yeah, that year. Yeah, 20, yeah, twenty-eight and two and two and a half. Yeah, that was where his career high in blocks came. Two and a half. Yeah, but he only right. played thirty-one games. Where? Yeah, yeah, thirty-one. That's right. I, but I remember people being upset about it then, and I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, you got You got to play games to be considered for awards. That's my take. Yeah, and I wonder, like, listen, I don't, I don't have a huge problem with the load management stuff. Like, I know it sucks yeah. from a fan standpoint. You know, like you buy tickets out in advance, hope to see somebody, whatever. But you know, especially when if guys are coming off of injuries or if they're you know, getting older like Braun, like if he, they, you want to play on the second night of a back-to-back or whatever, yeah. okay, fine. Um, but, you know, I, I wonder if it puts some 
added pressure on guys who are legitimately like hurt or should probably take a night off to like continue to push through because um, you know, not only would it be cool to win an MVP award or, or whatever some of these things are, but like a lot of these dudes have incentives in their contract right. where you get more and more money based on, you know, uh, the accolades that you receive. So that's another part of it. But yeah, it is, it is really weird. And I just wonder, like, let's say he misses, uh, you know, and gets to the cut line here with this meniscus injury. Um, like, will the Sixers do anything stupid? Like, just like start him for the jump ball and sub yeah, him out. That would be that'll crazy. hurt his stats, but like maybe he plays <laughs> yeah, enough. I don't know. He's dude. built up I, a little bit of a cushion. Yeah. Maybe he, 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 do damn, it, yeah. he damn sure has done that. Yeah. I really, I, <clears throat> if you don't want it to be an official rule, like, okay, I can mm-hmm. get behind that, but I just don't think it's that crazy, but I, I get what you're saying where there's the incentives, there's other things going on. And so it makes sense. And, and I, it is kind of weird. Like if he had played 64 games, that's still a good portion of the season. If there's a yeah. wide enough gap. So maybe it doesn't have to be a written rule, but General rule of thumb, like I'm okay with it. You know, sixty-five yeah. games, not that, not that crazy. For sure, for sure. Sucks, well, sucks. Sorry, sorry. You're seven two three fifty. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, what are you gonna God do? God made you that way, buddy. <laughs> yeah, D- deal with that, it. That's how you got the points <laughs> and the rebounds that we're about to give you an award <laughs> for. So, <laughs> you got the knees that come with it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Well, we're halfway down the six pack already. We're gonna move on uh, here to number four. And I know you love talking UFC. I'm gonna go on a on a mini rant here. Uh, because I love it. You've made me a major fan of the UFC. Uh, but the thing that pisses me off constantly about it is they always release these banger cards and they almost never wind up being accurate. And and I get it. Like sometimes it's because a guy gets hurt in camp. That happens. It's a combat sport. Sometimes a dude misses weight and the fight gets scrapped. Like that kind of ticks me off, but it happens. Yeah. But they also have this thing about announcing fights before, you know, things are agreed upon and contracts are signed. And it almost ruined my day yesterday with the Dustin Poirier situation. And maybe they've rectified well, it did for that a now. Bit. We were down. We were down for a few minutes. But there. why? 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 Why do they do this? Like I know you want to generate interest and you know excitement and get these things out there in advance. You can sell tickets and everything like that. But dude, like that's uh, that was almost I think a really bad thing. Was that the co-main? Yes, yeah, so it, it was set to be the co-main for two ninety nine, which dude, apparently it is still on. As thank of, goodness, as of, man. As of eleven oh four a fight. You know? Yeah. So I thought it was hilarious, and, and we've talked about this a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, Paulo Costa fights in a couple weekends. One of the funniest characters in the UFC. He's Maybe. notorious, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's notorious for not showing up for his fights. Missing. Mm-hmm. He missed weight by like twenty five pounds <laughs> one time. I mean, he's he's just a complete like. I don't wild think I'd miss weight by twenty five pounds. Uh, he <laughs> he missed his most recent fight in Abu Dhabi in October. He was supposed to fight, but he got staff infection on his elbow. Yeah, that there was, was like nasty. A yeah. hole in it. <laughs> And so he was like mad that the UFC pulled him off the card, but we're, we're still waiting to see Paulo Costa fight. But he's another one where they keep announcing his fights, mm-hmm. and then he'll be he'll go on Twitter and be like, "I haven't signed anything." Like, right? Yeah, I'm cool with fighting on that day. But that's usually it. To, for to my understanding, that's what happens is they yeah. either get verbal agreements or whatever. Which like, look, I'm okay with that in theory. I mean, we we celebrate football commitments whenever there's nothing signed. Like I get that to an extent, but it is weird when the event is five weeks away. And in Paulo Costa's case, two weeks away now. I believe he has signed his contract at this point, and he's posted pictures. Yeah. He's he's good. He's he's planning to fight on February seventeenth or whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, like March 9th is when this Poirier Saint Denis fight. And again, co-main event. So you're looking and like you know Poirier is not from Miami, and Saint Denis from France. So it's not like mm. it's one of those where they scheduled it around a Miami crowd that's going to be there for him or anything. But it's great five weeks away, and you don't have anything written in contract. 
So Dana White posted this thing on his Instagram story because this guy basically went on Twitter and was like, hey, I just talked to you know Benoit, and he said that his, him and his team, they didn't know about the fight until it was announced, and they're happy with it, but like whatever. Right. So Dana White posted this text message kind of proving that he had. Guys, this is the text message. So he texts and he says, I may have it done today. Just wanted to make sure those days worked. If it's Miami, it will be five rounds. This is two Benoit St. Denis, one of the fighters in this fight. He says, co-main event at two, UFC 299. I'll text you later to confirm Please do not say anything to anyone. Don't want it leaking. Uh, Benoit St. Denis responds, no worries. I keep it for me. March <laughs> or April is okay for me. Great. And then Dana White texts him later and says, March, five rounds. Got it down. We just filmed the announcement. Get ready, my man. And the guy says, great news. Thank you very much. Let's go to battle. Now, Dana White posted that just to kind of prove, hey, I had talked to this guy. Right. That is a bizarre way to do business. That is for bizarre, a comb- And look, this is not some prelim fighter. Benoit St. Denis is a huge name. Dustin Poirier, Louisiana Legend. guy, like w- knocked out Conor McGregor, one of the biggest stars in the UFC. If you have a fight like that booked, I'd say you get it signed early. You don't text a guy and be like, hey, he didn't even say a date. He just said, we're fighting in March. Yeah. He said, hey, be yeah. ready for March 5. He didn't even say Dustin Poirier's name. He didn't say anything. He just was like, hey, you want to fight in March? He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, March and then he April, sees, oh, I'm me. fighting Dustin Poirier. <laughs> Uh, the guy, Benoit St. Denis' coach said that Benoit's wife woke him up and was like, hey, babe, you're fighting Dustin Poirier. <laughs> what a horrible thing to wake up to. No kidding, man. Oh, man, yeah. Francis Ngannou's fighting you, man. That's who you signed up to fight. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? You know, it's like, that's that's crazy. But, man, that's the funniest part about this, though, is like in other sports, you know, when, when weird news happens and things like kids decommit, like Ashton Bethel Roman, for instance, gets out yes. of his NLI from Arkansas. We talked, we're like, oh, man, what happened? And we kind of have to speculate and wonder. And, you know, some people have their sources. In the UFC, they just come right out and tell you. Like, Dustin Poirier posted on Instagram. Well, he started the whole thing because he posted a tweet yesterday. And he's like, fights hey, off, still fights off, and, yeah. but I'm still working. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> fights off. Posts on Instagram. And he's like, sorry, guys, just couldn't get in contact with my manager for a few days. Looks like we got it done. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you couldn't get in contact with your manager? Like, that's crazy. And, that, and so you tweeted it. But, by the way. Credit to Dustin Poirier because he's not an idiot. He posted that initial tweet of my fight's off or whatever on purpose, and he got what he wanted here. Yeah. Uh, and I like when, when stars use their leverage, but this kind of stuff happens way too often in the UFC. But I just think it's funny because like if this happened in football or basketball, there would be all kind of stories and rumors and leaks. Oh, yeah. and like, Well, yeah, oh. like imagine, uh, I, I don't know, like like the Arkansas-Notre Dame football game, right? Yeah. And then it, you know it's like in week three, and you're in the middle of camp, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, actually – on Thursday, yeah. they're like, Notre Dame missed weight. Sorry. Yeah. Their quarterback's got the flu. They're out. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's that's uh, that's wild. I'm really glad that it's still happening, though, because it's going to be I a hell too, of a fight. I am too, and man, I'm, looking you know, forward to I'm, that. A, I'm a Sugar Sean O'Malley fan, the bantamweight champion of the world. He's defending his belt as the main event. We just spent five minutes talking about the co-main, yeah. uh, which is amazing. The entire card. I mean, my boy Kevin Holland is on that card Great. as well. Uh, Gilbert Burns, Jack Della Madalena is on that card. Peter Yan, Sangya. I mean, it's We'll get there. We'll tell you all about these guys in oh, a couple Yon, weeks. Peter Yan, San, uh, Sanya Dong is going to be. Yeah, which they moved to the main card. and fa- They moved to heavyweight. Gileton Almeida down to the prelims. Scotty, Scotty's in the room. I'm just going to look. You don't have to say it on camera. You remember Gileton Almeida? We watched him fight. They moved him to the prelims because it was so damn boring. That's right. You remember that? Well, yeah. if you didn't have fun, don't worry. The UFC did the right thing. <laughs> you will not have to pay to watch him this time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the UFC, and I love stuff like this. I'm glad they worked it out. But it just tells you how hectic of, a, hectic of a business it is and what makes it kind of a, a fun sport to follow. Yeah, for sure, man. Andrew, I like that Houston Astros hat, brother. Yeah. I found it. Like, I, I, it's, I've had it for, like, five years. 
I found it recently. Like it had been lost in the shuffle for a while when I moved houses or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, but found it and yeah. I'm handsome again. It's it, nice. Your your it, it probably look. Uh, Equally or even better, if it got uh, slipped out for a Razorback logo, you'd probably find it over at Alumni Hall, I would imagine. Maybe, yeah. I think I think Alumni Hall does have hats. I'm yeah. told that they have all of them. We've been t- we've been taking a look at some of those, man. Those those baseball hats. Like if you're getting geared up for this college baseball season, you need some Razorback swag. Uh, for me, like the hats would be the way to go. I mean, Alumni Hall has that a black crazy hat. Yeah, selection. Yeah, the that. black one. Yeah, the gold. They, they've got all of those. They really really look good. Uh, but you can find anything there, man. Jerseys. Uh, anything for the entire family. You can shop for your kiddos, shop for yourself, the wife. Like, listen, people think that, uh, you know, Razorback gear and things like that, like, oh, oh, it's for the bro. No, it's not. Like, you can get it for anybody, your dog, your cat, uh, maybe the bird that's been trying to fly through my window every day for some reason. It's just weird behavior. But, hey, maybe he just wants some Razorback gear. I'm going to direct him to 3417 North College Avenue. Go to Alumni Hall. They'll take care of you there. Uh, but no, we really appreciate them and, and everything they got going on over there. It's the ultimate Razorback shopping destination. Again, that's 3417 North College Avenue in Fayetteville. Shop online at nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall. They got a lot going on over there. It'll be worth a trip. Sounds good to me. We're Hillary, four Hillary still has this uh, Beat Bama shirt. I don't know what year. It must have like been from that. like 2014 Yeah, uh, when the Bama played at Arkansas. But yeah, it's, she's still got the shirt. She wears it to bed like every other week. They also got the Hogtoon stuff over there. Scotty's been yeah. talking about Hogtoons that, Gary, because Gary Thomas is, is him. And so yeah. they got some of that stuff over there. That, that's that's worth a trip for me. I was, I was a little upset because I went uh, to the grocery store yesterday right there beside Alumni Hall, but it was too late. Like, they mm. were already closed. But you were shopping at Whole Foods, right? I was at Whole Foods in my Manscaped wow. shirt, and I was catching eyes. Big money. Big money Curtis going to Whole Foods. Well, it's for- the only place I can get my mushroom coffee, but we'll we'll talk about that at a later date. Judge me if you wish. No, I was I'm impressed. I'm there. impressed that you're going to Whole Foods. I'm probably in on like some Karen's TikTok at this point, I would imagine, because I was catching eyes. And for a while I was like, like, like am I dragging toilet paper on my foot? And you're like, what the hell is going on? And then it was like, oh no, like the big your balls will thank you on the back yeah. of my t shirt. Probably doesn't play in that crowd. Uh, as I much noticed as it, does it last night else. when I got home, I was like, oh. I've been wearing this all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when we walked into uh, into Loaf and Joe's to, to get a drink, you know, before we, uh, like before we started the show, man. and we're like, oh, yeah. Shout so. out to Loaf and Joe's, but also Loaf and Joe's, how many times do we have to walk up in there before y'all recognize us? I know. Y'all are like, oh, our boys are here. Yeah, like, hey, fellas, the usual, maybe? Yeah, we come in there like yeah. every day. We, 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 Curtis, we just, yeah. Curtis just wants to walk. So I'll, I'll ask like Curtis walking. to go somewhere with these, like, can we just walk somewhere? Yeah. Like, let's just walk. So nice We're we end up in Loaf and Joe's right every now. day because it feels good outside and we want to walk. And <laughs> Loaf and Joe's is perfect walkable distance. Andrew, listen, man, like the Razorbacks basketball team, they are leaning all the way into the love triangle rumors in the best way possible. And that's by making a freaking joke out of it. And I love yeah. that. TB, uh, I know you saw it. He had the IG post at, at Mizzou with Kate Arbogast doing the uh, mm-hmm. doing the triangle thing. Jalen Grams, I think, was the best with the uh, oh yeah with the Spider Man meme where it's like him and and Devo and TB. Um, you know, this shit affects people's lives in a major way, and people say yeah. like, oh, cyberbullying is not real or whatever. Oh, uh, these guys they get paid now, so they're subject like. So I can call them gay. Yeah, and it's like there there are boundaries to this that that people just go overboard all the time. And if you think just because you know these guys don't respond that they don't see it, um, you're crazy. Like they absolutely do. It gives me a lot of joy to see them go from ignoring it to making fun of it because it, it makes all those folks who are throwing out these rumors from sources. It makes them look like idiots. And and I I like it. And it also tells me that like. 
it, it might be bringing these guys together because they had chemistry issues before. And now all of a sudden, you know, the yeah. world's coming down against them and they're like, hey, screw you guys. We'll do us. And we're just going to start going out there and kicking people's ass on the basketball court and making fun of all of you. Curtis, I couldn't love this more. Uh, oh, I love that Trevor Brazil dude. did it. Uh, and one, Curtis, I'm also glad they did it after the Missouri game, after they won. Yes, yes. This would have been a – if they had done this Tuesday, I wouldn't have loved it. I would have been like, wait a minute, what? You know, it's kind of like you got a game and all that. And I'm glad that they waited until they won it and they beat Missouri. Perhaps there's a reason they did it after they beat Missouri. Oh, Perhaps I bet you not. there is. Yes. But uh, I love that they did it after a win because, you know, they read the room properly. They mm-hmm. read the room on Tuesday and found out probably wouldn't be good to make a joke about this. Yeah. Even Wednesday, day of the game, probably wouldn't be funny. Thursday, the day after the game, when you beat them by what by seven, it should yeah. have been by 30. But you dominated them. <clears throat> right. Put it out there. Um, I love it. And look, guys, like, it's silly. It's silly that, like, people really wanted this to be a thing. I know. And they wanted, they were, like, upset at us for not talking about it. It's like, dude. Right. I mean, it's just I, weird. We were sitting here yesterday. Uh, By the Scotty way, Trevin was catching the brunt of the. the yeah, he the was. rumors made Trevin out to be uh, a, a wild uh, boy, an, an adulterer. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's. I mean, come on, it's crazy. You and can make all the accusations you want, but Trevin Brazil's not an adulterer. No, he's a good dude, and it, like it, it was so crazy to the point of like uh, Scotty and I were sitting here listening to uh, I, I, can't, I never remember the name of the show, but like Brandon Walker even. Yeah. Was talking about it, like bringing up, like you guys hearing this stuff about Arkansas, like really, like this yeah. kind of this kind of shit has made it, you know, national. Get out of here! So I'm I'm glad they're leaning into it and doing what they're doing. And you bring up a good point about like waiting for a win to do something like that, like the timing of it. So I need to ask you, did you see the barbecue chicken video? Some I saw it somewhere, but I don't know if I watched it. Okay, so Arkansas basketball. Uh, put out a post game video. It was it was Thursday evening, and it was fifty six points in the paint. Sounds like barbecue chicken. They had like just Makai dunking on them, Graham dunking on them, uh, Shaq, little, little big chicken uh, reference. Oh or yeah, no? well okay. Shaq's in the overlay, and it's like barbecue chicken, and it was uh, it That's was good. really funny. And the I, Hawks I saw back. People were talking. People were talking. These are just way better vibes, though, than we've been. It's also we've sponsored by Wright's Barbecue, and we'll be there later today. But we'll be there later today. So yeah, yeah. Um, might not be working, but we'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> good timing. Like I, I, I saw mixed reactions of people being like, "Okay, like you, you beat Missouri. Like let's not yeah. get too carried away here." But you know what? People have been waiting on a win. Like they need yeah, to <laughs> like, enjoy that, and you know, just have some fun. Yeah, we've been wanting to have fun. fun. That's what we've been calling for on the show. We're like, hey, we should yes. smile a little bit. This stuff made me smile. So and, I'm happy and Musk for it. said that um, after the game, he was like, you know what? They look like they had a lot of fun out there playing. Right. Boy, they have they have looked like they've been having the opposite of fun in some of these other games. I, I wish so. they just never had to play Saturday. I wish we could just live in this world forever. Yeah, be nice. Yeah, because the last thing you need to do now is go down and lose to LSU, and then we're just like, really? That is truly the last thing anyone should ever do. fun for two days. Yeah, whatever. We're moving on. Friday flurry. We got got a few things we need to hit on here. Uh, I want to start because did you see the Hooper, Robert Carpenter from New Mexico State, literally knock out a player from Liberty last night? I know. Punched him? Punched Draymond Greened him. Draymond Green, Jordan Poole action punch this dude. Like, they got kind of tangled up, um, you know, on one end of the floor after, you know, a shot went up or whatever. And it looks like this dude, Robert Carpenter, maybe he took kind of a shoulder or a nudge or whatever, but he punched this dude in the face and dropped him, knocked him out. 
and obviously got ejected from the game. He's probably, you know, yeah, be suspended for a while. Probably, <laughs> probably the, <clears throat> excuse me, probably the rest of the year. It was, uh, it was wild. I and mean, why would you punch a kid from Liberty? They're very nice, very nice yeah. young men. I feel like, uh, but unless dude, they were recruited by Hugh Freeze, in which case, no kidding. Uh, of course, it happened in New Mexico State, though. Like New Mexico State basketball, they're like the longest yard of basketball teams. Like last year, they had the dude who literally shot and killed someone, uh, yeah. and it was a, it was a self defense thing. Like it was part of a setup, but he had a gun. He shot somebody and killed him. Like that happened, and there was the whole deal with like the like an assistant or a staff member like hiding the gun or you know taking it away or whatever. Then the damn program got canceled. Like last several games of the season gets uh, gets canceled because of the whole hazing thing. And again, this is a year after being a round of 32 NCAA tournament team, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Arkansas ruined New Mexico yeah, they, they State basketball. Them. Beat them, put them out of the tournament. Chris Jans is like, on a deeper level than this, we realized. But yeah, I think yeah. Chris Jans. Chris Jans' departure <laughs> probably played an equal role, I would say. It's just, it's just wild behavior, man. Like these dudes just can't get right. I know no what it is, what Curtis. They do. Their logo, their Aggies logo, like New Mexico State is the Aggies and Texas A&M are the Aggies. Yeah. Two completely different Aggies. Yeah. Two different agriculture enthusiasts. The one in New Mexico State, he looks mean. He does look mean. He looks mean. I don't know why. It's like, why? Well, it's the meanest farmer of all time. I don't know. Like, farmers aren't mean. And we noticed at the NCAA tournament, Scotty can vouch for this. Like, that dude is spinning that pistol nonstop. Oh, really? It's got an awesome. electric mustache. And even their what, beat What do rider, pistols have to do with agriculture? I have no idea. I, where do they get this? Like, do they know? They just picked a mean guy, and they're like, this is what an Aggie is. Yeah, I'm mean, like the Aggie, like the, the dudes, the, what do they call them? The Yale leaders? Yeah, or the whatever. Yale leaders. I mean, Those they, look like they, Aggies. They dress like sailors still, and like, I don't understand that uniform, but I don't yeah, know. this dude is, is straight cowboy and curled mustache. Like, it's it's intimidating, and so, you know, maybe that's part of it, or maybe there's just nothing to do in New Mexico besides get in trouble, but like, man, they gotta get their stuff together. It's nuts. John Jones is from New Mexico. He gets in trouble a lot, so. Exactly. Uh, Makes it makes exactly. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Curtis, there's a there is a UFC event this weekend. Uh, okay, not a big one. It's actually a borderline shameful UFC event. It's a fight night in the Apex, which uh, the Apex is like the UFC's performance facility. Which sure. during COVID was cool. They would uh, have fights in there, and it was like, oh, no sound. This is pretty cool. <laughs> now that COVID is not not happening, and there are arenas that you can book for this, it doesn't make any sense why they still do like. 12 fight night events a year like i don't know right um but they, it's a middleweight fight between nasardine amavov and roman delize just simply not a main event okay this just should not be a main event of a ufc event those are not those dudes they do not put asses in seats and that's why they are having this event at a seat with no or an event an arena with no seats <laughs> um but there is one guy on the card that i want to i don't know should i save, save this for the gambling show um, are you going to bet on him? Oh, are you going to encourage us to bet him? We'll save it for the gambling we'll show. We'll save then. it for the That's a tease. Teaser. Anyone listening right now. We're doing that right after this. The gambling show, <laughs> we're going to record it, yeah, like an hour from now. So in about an hour, you'll be able to listen to it. Check out the gambling show, <laughs> UFC like Fight Night Picks. But what I'm not betting on, but I will be tuning into, Okay. Livy Dunn gets humiliated tonight in Baton Rouge. Oh. Arkansas Gymnastics, they're slaying the beast. They're Did going we- into Baton Rouge. They dropped a seven in the polls, by the way, Razorback Jim. Wow. After posting their third straight 197 plus. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure someone scored high. Who knows? Um, but we're, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big night. Let me ask you this: just given our history with 
famous gymnast. Have we confirmed that Livy Dunn is still an LSU? I haven't. Okay. Uh, no. Oh, you, you mean, I, well, she didn't play last year, or she didn't participate, I guess right. I should say. But we thought Suni Lee was coming to Fayetteville. I'm like she 98% didn't. sure she's still at LSU. Okay. Well, we're just, we'll, we'll roll with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but anyways, she's gonna either be way, whoever whoever's there, Arkansas Arkansas's beating them. They're gonna humble them. Um, she's definitely still at LSU, okay. uh, at least according to our Instagram, which has her and Angel Reese on this cover of Sports Illustrated. Um, Angel Reese also a bum. We LSU sports, they're 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 all getting exposed this year. It's gonna be a rough week one by for one, them, and it's gonna be delivered by Arkansas. Paul Skeens is not at LSU, but he did have a relationship with Libby Dunn. But the baseball team is also gonna suck, even though he's not there anymore. So, uh, LSU fans, get at us. Yeah, holler at us. Uh, uh, jump in the live stream tomorrow at 11 a.m. for hoops. That's what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, well, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that Arkansas plays LSU in basketball. They are still playing They're losing basketball. that one, too, but y'all already knew that one. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's a, that's what's going on. I'm excited to watch the gym backs tonight. One nine seven five five zero is what they had against Bama a couple weeks yeah. ago. That's our target. That's where we're going for. I like it. Let's crush it. Let's Picture. get it. By the way, let's get a 10 going. For Lauren Williams, the Bentonville girl on floor, she had a great. Fl- she's had two back-to-back tens, and then that they gonna, just decided not to give her a ten for. And then we're going to get her in here. We're going to talk to her about it. Yeah, That's I mean, hey, she's do. right down the this road. Time. Yeah, might as well. I mean, I guess they're all right down the road. But yeah, literally, she came from right down the road. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question. Okay. Hopefully, this jogs your memory. Otherwise, this is bad airtime. Uh, you said something to me about wanting to talk about Larry David. Oh, uh, Larry okay. David. So Hit you know. Me. Larry David, what's crazy is when I told you I wanted to talk about Larry David, the yes. thing I wanted to talk about had not even... I know one thing, and so I'm wondering what you're okay. going to bring up. So the reason on. I was okay. gonna, I wanted to talk about Larry David is because he's about to have the 25th... I guess it's not the 25th season. The, it, it, he, it's the 14th or 15th season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but it's 25 it's years stuff. since the beginning. They've been doing Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. maybe the best show on television ever. Oh, dude, yeah, it's It's great. tremendous. Larry David's the man. I wanted to congratulate him. This mm-hmm. is the final season also, so... If you've never tuned into Curb, you better uh, you know binge it all up and join yeah. us for the final season. It's going to be fun. He went on Bill Simmons' podcast, who's like Bill Simmons is. I don't. I want to say he's my idol, but I, w- I would. I probably wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for Bill Simmons. Sure. So it was really cool to see two men I admire a lot uh, chop it up. But th- I-, I wanted to talk about it just to congratulate him. Then he mm-hmm. choked out Elmo <laughs> yes. yesterday. Yes. I was hoping you bring that up. <laughs> just, by the way, his press tour has been so funny because every question people <laughs> ask him, he's like, ah, oh, I mean. Uh, they on that same program they asked him about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and he was like, "You got some nerve asking me that. You got some nerve." He was like genuinely upset, and he was like, "I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit." Uh, but yeah, and then just choked out Elmo. Just choked him out. And man. Elmo's father watched in horror. If anyone hasn't watched this clip, by the way, uh, one day on this show we will be able to play stuff like that. But yeah, just Twitter uh, Larry David Elmo and or YouTube whatever. You it's will violent. find what you're looking for. Might have to turn off your safe. If you want to see targets. an old man choke out a small <laughs> red puppet, yeah, there you go. But uh, the funniest part, the Elmo's dad is like watching it. He's horrified. He just looks horrified. And the guy who's doing the voice for Elmo is just like grunting too. He's like pissed even when he. It's just the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Do you see the Elmo tweet that's gone viral? Yes, where he was. You know, it's crazy. Like, I, almost talked about, I almost talked about Elmo on Wednesday, and I almost mm-hmm. talked about Larry David on Wednesday. Had no idea these two things would cross over. But, yeah, Elmo just tweeted out <laughs> on a random day, how's everybody doing or whatever. The the quotes to that have been amazing. Horrible. I've seen a lot of them from uh, from Arkansas fans, especially with, like, like, you know, the must stuff coming up and just the team mm-hmm. sucks. It's just like, not, not effing great, Elmo. Not doing great at all. What was the actual tweet that he said that Elmo said? It was literally like, 
how's everyone feeling today? Pretty or much, something yeah. like that. And yeah. then just everyone responded with, <laughs> you know, them in a dumpster fire, basically. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fun week. <laughs> It has been a fun week. It's a been a good week. Going on. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Um, anything else? You got anything else? You good? No NFL this weekend. We're no. just uh, we're just watching ball, watching a lot of basketball. It's nice that the Hogs play at eleven, so that that we get clutch. to kind of enjoy our weekend. We, we get to watch the good basketball. I'll tell you after. what I'm doing tomorrow night, Curtis. I don't know if I've said this on air yet. I'm going to the Grove in Lowell. I'm going to watch Todd Packer from the Office. He's gonna. Uh, oh yeah. He's. I don't know if he's doing a stand up set or not, but. There's like an office trivia, but Hillary's dad's in town. She's a ma- he's a massive office fan. I'm a massive office fan. She's a massive office fan. Her mom is not, but she goes with us to these things. Okay, um, but it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to that. That's what I'm doing after the game. I like that. I uh, I've been informed that there's some some event that that's called Frost Fest. Yeah, um, which we didn't very, get invited to. It's a very beer heavy ordeal and so uh you know that's right up my alley so i might go check that out after the game we'll see you better you better be wary to shell out a lot of money if you're going okay. to CrossFit. I, I, to be honest with you i should be able to get that expensed if you're listening fellas we'll see if you take i, care I of that. still think it's crazy I will that we weren't invited content from this event that the the entire company wasn't invited i know but yeah wild. but tonight yeah. we're going to rights we, are we did get rights. invited to rights yeah so that's good I'm looking forward to that barely but we got invited yeah, yeah, we're. Uh, that is actually going to be a whole lot of fun. I mean, fifteen offensive linemen—that's almost every single one of them. I think all, almost all the scholarship guys. Yeah. It'll be good to see those guys chop it up a little bit. We're kind of like the road crew. You know, like John's the the star of the band, and we just you know yeah. we'll just go set everything up and then hang we're out. We're the a groupies. Bit, so. Yeah, or the groupies. That's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Love triangle with neighbors. Josh so. Braun, known uh, known <laughs> John Neighbors show groupie. <laughs> all right well we're gonna get out of here because uh quite honestly we got another show, uh, show to start right yeah, after this so <laughs> if you didn't like hearing us talk we're gonna do it a little bit in about an hour yeah. yeah yeah stay tuned so all right well appreciate everybody for tuning in as always been the natty state six pack with andrew ellis and curtis wilkerson we will be back on monday after what i'm sure will be a wild weekend with no shortage of things to talk about and we will catch you guys then